0: all right good people i am back it's jody this is episode number eight bully is june 3rd it's kind of a heavy hitter i'm just letting you know that right off the bat but we're gonna do the work let's get it hey family good morning this is a little different for me because i usually record i usually do my podcast in the afternoon or evening. But today, I'm doing it in the morning, first thing in the morning, because I want to talk about making sure you protect your space, your mental space, your physical space as well, but I'm talking more so about your mental space. We all have... Responsibilities, we all have life, right? But sometimes our responsibilities collide with what we're uncomfortable with and we're faced with a decision or we're faced with something that butts up against our, or goes against our comfort zone, what, what keeps us comfortable, what keeps us what we think keeps us stable. And it's scary. I've been in um, education now over 10 years, been about 12, 12, 13. As I started off, kind of in a, an awkward way, just doing a part-time position at a daycare center and doing some other things. And I finally... Got my degree in education and then went into the school. And I've seen some things. But the things that I've seen have been things that I didn't know I would see, things that I wasn't prepared for. But there were things that people on their way out warned me about. If you recall, past episode that I had done I talked about how when I first started how I wanted to change things and how I wanted to just be this frontliner just do things that people had never seen before in the school just to be so far beyond and I feel like in many ways I did things that were far beyond but that was when I was optimistic. That was when I believed in what I was doing and believed that what I was doing would actually bring what I thought should come. And it should just be a given. And you do incredible things, you receive incredible things. That's what I thought. And over time, these incredible things or this unbelievable amount of work and these tasks and these hours that I would put in. And I remember my kids would say, everything is for them. Everything is for the kids, you know, dragging stuff up to the school. As soon as I see that my kids aren't using it, I'm taking it up to the school, you know, little scooters and all kinds of things. When my kids would have recess, it looked like we were at a park and they were kids that lived with me because they had their own little things. They had scooters and jump ropes and little bikes. They they had things. These were things that I took to the school because I felt like this is what the kids needed. And so I did it for years. And then I got tired. And I didn't want to do that anymore. And I started giving less and I started giving less because I got tired and I got tired because I started seeing from the inside the system, our education system and it's disheartening and it hurts to even say the things that I'm saying, but it's the truth and I have to say it and I have to say it to save myself. Because I know that when I think and when I reflect I know that there are things that need to be said and I know that there are things that I need to release. Yesterday I had a situation now after coming back to work, and I'd been out of work for a little while, but um, after coming back to work, I experienced a situation that I felt, no, I know, was a situation where an employee was tearing down a child. I know it because I heard it. And I heard it from a different set of ears. I heard it from a different perspective. I didn't know who this employee was talking to. I had no idea, but I knew it had to be a kid. I'm in the school with kids, so I knew it had to be a kid. This this person has done this before, and I have heard it. You're screaming, yelling, berating. I've heard it but I heard it before my son died. I heard it before that. And I remember saying to this person, you, come on now, come on now, you, you don't have to do all that. He's are kids, these are kids. You let a kid set you off like that? Come on now. You know, I'm trying to address it in a way that's not too charged, not too offensive. I'm trying to get this person to understand that you don't connect with kids by screaming at them, tearing them down. That's not the way you connect. The only way you're going to get what you want is if you connect with them. They're not going home with you. You have them for a matter of hours. Some cases you only have them for 30, 40 minutes. But you have to know when to pull back. That's an art. That's an understanding that an educator is supposed to have, knowing when to pull back, knowing when to let someone else or let a separate, let someone else come in and support you. Best way you can. Sometimes you literally have to throw your hands up. Literally, physically, Just okay. All right, because what can happen is far worse than what's actually going on. I understand if there's if there's something physical going on. I understand, and you you do have to make sure that you keep the rest of the kids safe. You do, but it should never be about who's the biggest and who's the baddest. It should never be that. But that's that that's what it was. And I noticed that it sent me into a space that I just was not comfortable. I was emotional. And I spoke to administration about it and I said, I I didn't like that. I heard it, I heard all of it. Everybody down the hall on another floor heard it. That's just how loud it was, just how loud it was. Think about your child being in a building And hearing an adult screaming at a child because they lost their temper. And think about it not being the first time. We leave our children in a space that is supposed to be safe, that is supposed to be safe for them. We just recently had a shooting where someone went in and killed students killed teachers. And mind you, this student I'm talking about was about eight years old. And when we're not careful about where we place our kids, and when we're not careful about communication, this is what happens. And it's affecting me in a different way because my son is gone. It's it's, It's especially affecting me in a different way because I've had conversations with my son and with my daughter where things have been inappropriate and where administration of the school knew it was inappropriate, but it was too much work or it would cost the school too much money to replace that employee. And I'm saying this to you now, parents, Communicate with your kids. Talk to your kids. And find out exactly what is going on in that space that you drop them off at. And that you make other folks responsible for your kids. You need to know everything about what's going on there. Because if you make the mistake of leaving a group of people in charge, leaving a group of people to do what's supposed to be done and their burnout, you got a problem. Because I can tell you right now, the goal for many people not only is success or educating a student that that goal is there sure but the goal above all is to keep their job i'm telling you the goal above all is to make sure they maintain their employment please don't misunderstand me i'm not saying that every educator of course at every teacher whatever you you know whatever you rather be called because I there's a difference there's a difference in an educator there's a difference in the teacher because an educator knows when to draw the line the teacher is in there trying to make sure that they do what they need to do but there's a bit of a difference and there's even you know there's even an employee at a school I can't even categorize them as a teacher because they shouldn't be within 30 feet of a child but they're still there some of them have been there for decades so I guess we can say there's a level there are levels there's several but we have to be careful and we have to be not maybe not defensive but yeah, we 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 have to be advocates for our kids. So obviously when this when the situation happened, obviously when this situation happened, it shocked me. And it sent me into a different mode. I I didn't realize that I had PTSD. I really and truly connected that with our soldiers that had come home and experienced certain things. I I really didn't connect PTSD with my situation. But I know that when there was a pep rally at the school and I'd been back for, I, I guess I'd been back for about a week and there was a pep rally at the school and that pep rally was something that I thought that I would attend, but as the kids started to join together and as the crowd got bigger with kids and they formed a just kind of a path down the hallway and the kids were screaming and, you know, jumping around, they had signs and everything. For me, it was scary. I... I didn't know how to control myself. I didn't know what to do. I just knew that I didn't feel right. I was nervous. And they're just kids. They're kids lining up to cheer on the older kids for their EOG. They're just lining up. And they were excited and they were happy. And their happiness made me uncomfortable. The number of kids that there were made me uncomfortable And I'm in my office as the kids are getting louder and louder. Before I knew it, I was in the corner hiding in tears. I don't know what that was. I didn't know what that was. When I talked to my therapist about it, she said, that's PTSD. That's what that is. And it doesn't have to make sense. But something triggered that. And we have to assume that it was what was going on with the kids. And she was right. She was absolutely right. Because then after that came a um, field day. And I got nervous as I looked at the calendar and saw that it was field day. So I know that it's PTSD. I know that it is now that I understand, now that I've read. And I understand that that's something that I'm going to have to deal with. But that PTSD also put me on alert with that employee that decided to berate and tear down a student that screaming at him, the way he treated him. And my school is predominantly African-American, predominantly Black. So when I got a chance to see who that employee was talking to because a member of administration went to calm that down and stop that, child walked by with that member of administration. That child was three feet tall. Three. That child was eight years old. And you got a man standing over you. Husky man standing over you. Screaming and hollering at you. It's no different than what an officer that's abusing his power does to an adult. It's no different. It's the same thing. It still plants something in you. That makes you uncomfortable. And that set me off. Made me emotional. Made me uncomfortable. I was unable to continue. Doing what I was doing. Because I, I it just kept coming. I kept hearing him screaming. I kept hearing him yelling. I kept seeing that little boy. I kept seeing that little boy. His small frame. Was he acting on the class? Probably so. Probably so. Was he out of control? Well, if somebody's able to stand there and scream and holler at you, probably not. Probably not if he was walking calmly with that member of administration to go back to a separate space, probably not. If there was no screaming from him back at this person who was tearing him down, yeah, probably not. He probably wasn't out of control. The only person that was out of control was the adult. And that adult was able to release all of his frustration, all of his anger on this three-foot child, this child that stood about three feet tall. And when I spoke to, I won't mention who, but it was a member of an administration. My response was, oh yeah, he had probably had it. He probably just, yeah, he had probably had it because of the other things that are going on in the room. Yeah, he probably had it. Mm. mm. Make sure you know what's going on in the schools, parents. Make sure you know. Because you don't want to be like me. You don't want to be like any other parent that finds out about the things that are going on in the schools. About things that go on in the bathrooms. About things that go on in the hall and information doesn't go home to the parent so that they know. Trust me, everything that I experienced was not on the school. It wasn't because there were some things that I'd literally just working and taking care of the household and Making sure everything was everything. And I I was not alone. I mean, my husband and I have been together over 25 years. So it's always been the two of us together. So I can only imagine what that single parent goes through. What that single parent experiences. Because that single parent has to go to work. That single parent has to bring home 100% of the budget. And work it out. And sometimes it doesn't work out right. I had support. So that wasn't it. And I'm just saying that even with a dual family. Even, even working it from that. It's still difficult to keep your eyes on things. And I hope that if you have not been able to figure out, find out, keep your eye on that. I hope that you're able to come up with some sort of a plan. Because there are things that go on that you don't know about that must be addressed, that need to be addressed. And they go on in these places that we assume are safe. And some of us may not even assume it's safe. But the thought of it not being safe is too ugly to think about. So we'd rather not think about it at all. Moving on to protecting your space, your mental space, that situation. That situation set me off probably on about three different levels. And I woke up the next morning still heavy about it because I felt guilt. I felt guilt because that's not the first time I heard this individual with kids this way. It's not the first time I heard. I felt guilt because I know the position that this individual holds. I felt guilt because those children, are black children, and this individual is not. I felt that guilt. And I have to admit it. It is what it is. And when I get up the next morning, I'm heavy and I'm heavy because, like I said, I felt guilt. I felt angry. And I had the PTSD going on. And I informed administration, I'm I'm not going to be in today. And administration said, you don't have any more days left. Let me just say this. We all have our own responsibilities and obligations. And I said to y'all before, my one responsibility is to make sure that I'm happy. That's my one job to make sure that I'm happy. And I'm gonna do it one way or another. So when I was told you don't have any more days, and that would be because of me being out. My response was, "If I'm fired, then so be it." next response was, well, well, let me, I want to work with you. Okay? Okay, and we can do that. We can do that. But be careful of those that are in power or those that hold the position be careful about pushing in on your space of your mental space weigh it all out don't get me wrong, weigh it all out but this issue is an issue that is not rectified by you this is a situation that's rectified by administration. Or I shouldn't say you, I should say me. This is an issue that should be rectified by administration. But administration tells me that I need to come in, that I need to come into this toxic space, even though, even though I'm not feeling well. This is what I mean by protecting your space, your mental space. Because administration, the heads of businesses, they see what they see to keep their business going or to keep them out of the fire. They don't see what you see. They don't feel what you feel. And the only person that could fight for their mental space is you. Is you. I cannot tell anyone what to do. I can't tell anyone what decisions they need to make in their family or or otherwise. But what I can say is when you don't protect your mental space, that's when things come unhinged. And I won't have anyone telling me what I need to do or what I don't have because I'm abundant, and I have far more than that individual will ever know. And I'm not saying this because I have negative feelings toward this person. I care deeply for this person. This person supported me the whole time. But when it came down to feeling as if I needed to do what they wanted me to do, there was a decision that had to be made. It's either me or them. You know who I chose. So I sit here and I say to myself, how do I handle this? How do I release this? How, how What do I do? I do my work and my work is to report to you all what I know, what I see, and even what I feel. Protect your space at all costs. Protect your space at all costs. No one has control over your life but you. Protect your space, friends. Protect it. That's all I have. That's all I have. And I hope that we give this thing some thought as we go into our summer. If you have kids, especially elementary, middle school kids, there are things that go on That probably won't be discussed because they feel like they were wrong, so they'll keep it from you. But if you've reflected on things that have happened as a child, you can reflect and you can recall certain things that happened in your childhood that served to tear you down and eventually became part of your shadow as we had done in another episode or as I had talked about in another episode before, that shadow work. Situations like this, that that little boy that I talked about that was was about three feet tall, that little boy, yeah, this is going to sit in his shadow, this situation. Somebody standing over him, that's the opposite of him in every way, shape, and form, standing over him berating him, tearing him down. Yeah, that just sits in his shadow. He's creating that shadow right now. And it's going to play in his life from here until. And hopefully he'll recognize it and fix it and do shadow work. Hopefully he'll be that type of an individual, hopefully. But if he's not, yeah. that employee deposited into their shadow. And if there's anything an employee should not want to do at a school is to deposit into a child's shadow. And that's what I saw yesterday. Protect your mental space, protect your children, advocate for your children and advocate for yourself. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. That's all I have. Bye. Hey, friends. Hey, family. Good people. I am back. Just to do a quick recap on this episode. I just want to mention a couple points, or a few points, three, roughly three points. Just recapping on this episode because this episode was one that was near and dear to me and it was it was pretty personal um took a little break and just like it was supposed to happen my sister called me we had a conversation and it brought me to a better place and i was able to go ahead and come on back and finish up my recap but that phone call came through for a reason it was what i needed it was exactly what i needed but in recapping this, I just want to say that at the end of the day, at the end, eh, tongue tied, at the end of the day, protect your mental space, protect your mental space and do it at all costs. Do it at all costs. I don't know what this move is going to bring me. I really don't. I really don't. But I know I needed to protect my mental space today. I had to. And I ain't I'm impressed about it. It's what it is. Next point is to advocate for your children. Those of you who are parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents, even friends, advocate for your children. Because you really and truly don't know what's going on in some spaces where you're not there. Information that you are not privy to. Advocate for your children, advocate for your children, advocate for your children. Take responsibility for what you know and see for all of our children. Those of us that, you know, you may have adult kids now and they're not in a school environment. Or you may not, you know, may not have kids at all, but if you work in a school, you serve children in any way, shape or form, take responsibility for what you know and for what you see. Don't turn a blind eye. Because this thing is crucial. It's crucial. It's embedding dark spaces in our kids. When we see something and we let it go on and we just tuck it and push past it. Take responsibility for what you know and see. Lastly, That's got to do with us as adults. It's got to do with me as an adult. No one can make you feel that you have no choice but you. So when you feel like your back is up against the wall, you make that right choice. You get your yes for whatever choice that you make. Because no one should be able to make you feel that way, but no one can take your choices but you. So believe in the mission. Be active in the process. And know that you are abundant. You're abundant. It can't be taken from you. Period. You are abundant. I love y'all. Take care.